Well, welcome to our very close to beginning of these new monthly sessions. We call it the step guide discussion meeting. More comments about that in a minute. My name is Herb and I'm an alcoholic. I'm going to, um, oh, the call is being recorded. I'm going to put up some PowerPoints only to uh, lead us in prayer. You'll recognize that this set aside prayer has been changed if in fact you haven't been around in the last month or two. I deleted the word brokenness and replaced it with the word unmanageability. And I think the mm, purpose of that, the reason for that might be obvious to you. And if you have questions about it, we can certainly have that dialogue once we begin. Please join me in a request for spiritual intervention, an open mind and an open heart. God, please set aside everything that I think I know about myself, my unmanageability, the 12 steps, and you for an open mind and a new experience with myself, my unmanageability, the 12 steps, and especially you. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. Well, this is a informal gathering, although we do have an agenda, very small agenda the primary agenda is for you to ask questions, make comments, your experience. Everything's on the table. Please do not be bashful. Thanks, Hebe. It's just really to clarify the question of um, whether it matters if you're in the same fellowship as somebody that you're step guiding. Not talking about sponsoring, just talking about step guiding. Um, and the answer is it doesn't matter because basically, if we look at it basically and fundamentally, a step guide, it's what it says on the tin, it's to guide someone in the steps, having done the work from the big book. So basically, step guides can help anyone. It's about the work and the assignments. Now, I know that's simply put, and there will be some overlap because sponsors will be step guiding somebody, um, many of their sponsees may be. So there's always overlap. On the workshops, there are people from many fellowships and sometimes not from a, um, one of our fellowships. So really the workshops are for all. So a step guide, specifically only needs to have done the work 
to help somebody with the steps, whether they are or not um, the person's um, sponsor. Mm -hmm. It is, however, in that case, if you're step guiding somebody from another fellowship than your own, it's important that they have a sponsor in this in their own fellowship. You don't take the place of a sponsor as a step guide. So the two sort of work in tandem. That usually um, works quite well. Um, and this doesn't mean that I, I just said that basically, this doesn't mean that you can't then expand that just because you choose to. You can either be straight up just a step guide, be clear with those boundaries from the start, or you may strike up a friendship. I don't know. We're not saying you can't do that. We're just giving some suggestions of how to keep it simple, but it's entirely up to you how you shape that relationship. Is that clear or does anyone want to ask anything? Or have you got stuff to I, say? I would like to make a couple just uh, confirmations of things. First, um, in light of what we just talked about, uh, I want to highlight that there are no rules here. We're here to support and help facilitate worldwide uh, the people who want to do the step work and make sure that resources are available to them. And, and my, my philosophy, if you will, it's maybe too grand a term, but I've adopted the culture of the 12-step fellowship as I perceive it, and that there are no rules, no rules. Guidelines, yes. Knowledge based on uh, interpretation and experience, yes, but no rules and uh, and and no um, no teachers in the sense of one up one down. Uh, of course, uh, I have a role because I've been doing this work for a while. Jeanette has a role because she's been doing this work for a while, uh, etc. Um, but we try to make sure that we honor the traditions of humility, tradition 11 and 12 especially. So just to emphasize Jeanette's comments about staying within the guidelines of what you are as a step guide, you're helping people with the steps out of the big book and not with the interpretation of their particular program or their particular uh, definition of sponsors or relationship with sponsors or uh, certain life circumstances. Um, and again, guidelines, no rules. All right, um, Jeanette, do you have any response to anything I just said? And then you can probably, then I, I would encourage you to, uh, transition into your uh, agenda, because I know you have some things that you'd like to discuss. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, no, nothing more to say about that. All right. Then uh, why don't you go ahead with the items oh. on your agenda? Yeah, um, I, um, I'm, I've got a question. And so um, I'm going to go first. And Okay, so my question, Herb, is around step four. Um, step four in the columns work with someone I'm helping at the moment. So that's what my question is about. 
And I know that sometimes asking a question to a question helps both myself and the person I'm helping. If they ask me a question, um, it's so easy to give an answer. And I found, and I know you do, that asking a question about the question, well, actually it helps me clarify what they're asking. And it also helps them clarify what they're asking because a lot of the time people don't know really what their question is so and sometimes participants blank you know when uh, you're on the workshops if you ask something people are nervous and they don't understand the question and what you're asking so how would you help somebody yeah. um first of all no what prompts you to ask this you often say what are you defending when a person asks you say what are you defending mm -hmm. nine times out of ten the participant blanks yeah right. and can't think of what they're defending didn't even know they were defending something right so how would you tease out mm -hmm. or help somebody a under what no first of all what makes what is it that they say that makes you ask that question? And secondly, how would you help them by asking them another question? Answer your question. Yeah. Do you want me to say more about that or have you got it? No, no, no. Well, I mean, you're welcome to say more, oh. but I really, it, first of all, it's a wonderfully insightful question for us to discuss and to have as an agenda item almost every time we meet on a monthly basis because it's a it's a technique it's a pedagogy if you will a method of helping people learn and um it comes from practice but your primary principle is what i really want to highlight and that is do not give an answer to a question <laughs> unless you're very clear on what the question is and what the purpose is and what their understanding is of the question mm. and so as you were even asking the question i was thinking well i'm not sure <laughs> except that I know it comes from practice of pausing. I really want to be helpful. And what I have found is it's not helpful when I'm answering a question that wasn't asked because mm -hmm. I didn't hear it. Or that they're not clear even on what the question is. So I want to know the motive of it, what their experience is, what kind of is prompt, what the context, mm, what the context is of the question. And it takes a pause. And um, we so much want to give answers and people so much want to have answers. And yet I find it so much more helpful if they're able to really get very clear on what's behind their question and the context of the question and the context of the answer. And then we have some gentle dialogue about it so that it's not check the box it's really an understanding that comes and an experience that comes now i don't want to over glorify um, the process at all 
but I am saying it comes from practice. It comes from a consciousness on my part and a real willing um, interest, not willingness, a real intention of helping, not just of as, assuming the role of teacher student, but of really as a companion that's guiding somebody because I really want them, number one, to get the information, but also to connect to the experience. And as you just said mm, uh, earlier, um, I want them to have uh, a, a real consciousness about discovery, discovery within themselves that they might not know. And there, there was some other word that was connected to that that I'm missing right now. Tease it out is really, that's the, that's the feel of it, teasing it out, not in a manipulative way at all. No, no, no. This is not manipulative. This is a, a very careful, conscious effort at helping people and, and, and having the humility on my part that I, I may not even know the answer, but together we can come up with some kind of a connection. I hope that helped. <laughs> yeah, 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 it does help. And, and I yeah. think that um, defensiveness is such a huge area. Um, I think it comes under the heading of fear. And, and sometimes I think there's a mental mandate. Yeah. Sort of, you know, like we have a biological mandate. Oh, mandate, yes, you yeah. got it. Yeah, so I, I think it's like um, a default position. Yes. When when one's in active addiction, it's defense lie, defense, defense, defense. Right, right. And in 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 recovery, I think it's hard to shake that yeah. because yeah. it's uh, um, you know an automatic default position. Yeah. And the the mental mandate seems to be that it, it that flags up lots of defects in in the column's work. I mean, if you're talking about defensiveness, you know. There's no humility there. There's dishonesty, um, self-righteousness, lying, just to name a few. So every time you say that, you know, <clears throat> to a participant, what are you defending? I'm so interested in, in, in listening to that because I think defensiveness is huge. Yeah. And that's the word that I hadn't written down that I was trying to remember. And as you were talking, it came back to me uh, because the what we talked about earlier, that whole conversation, yours and mine, and my response was about the general approach to questions and dialogue, general. But mm -hmm. the specific question that you started out asking was about step four and the inventory process. And so that's where the word mm, can't come up about defended. And um, I'm not sure it's more intuition than and, and comes from practice. Yeah. In my own, of course, experience of uh, going down deep into the uh, inventory process and the worksheets. And then the experience of helping other people navigate going down deeper into the worksheets and, and 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 discovering their beliefs and their motives that they had no clue of and and so uh, that's where it comes from mostly um, an intuition that there might be just a little bit more i'm not trying to bring people to a correct answer ever i'm trying because there is none 
there's just the experience that people will have of information and or of experience if they can connect that from different sides. So, in, and you'll hear me almost have redundant, almost have redundant conversations with people. They seem like we're asking the same question, but I'm not. I, I put a new word in, I put a new vector in, I put a new context in to try to help them sort of uh, look at it just a little bit differently that might open the box. Yeah, and I, I, I'm going along with that. I like it that you didn't answer with an answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 if you could have done, that would have been rote. Mm -hmm. And it's it's got to be in the moment, really, to hear um, it live with a participant, and you going backwards and forwards. Yeah. So thanks, thanks for that, Herb. That's great. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a question and a comment. And the question is first uh, on step four. I have a, I finished your workshop, did all the work, uh, amazed by it. Tell everybody I know to sign up. I told someone, my yoga teacher, and she got two other people to sign up. So it's, it's great. She was going, oh my gosh, she's in, has been in recovery for years. Anyway, my question. I'm meeting with a sponsee tomorrow. I've, uh, she's working on step four on her resentments, had her do her uh, columns one and two. I have been through, you know, three and four with you. I'm wondering being going through it once about being able to take someone through it. I think I can, I haven't done it before. I, it, the value I think is immense rather than just doing a checkoff list. Because right. I'm looking, you know, I've, I've got the 12 step sponsorship book and I, you know, have been reading it and, I'm, and it's asking on step four, ask your sponsee which way they want to do it. And I'm going, you know, I would really like to guide her through columns three and four. And I wanted your comment. Yeah, well, there's only one way to learn how to do it, and that's number one, do it yourself, and then take somebody else through and, and attempt to help them navigate it. If you find that you need help or clarification, you set up a three-way call with somebody who you're using as a mentor, certainly referring them to my book, Spiritual Awakening, um, the chapter four inventory. It has it in writing, so some people are uh, uh, they learn from reading things rather than from listening things or looking at things. And then, of course, there are the uh, workshops that are audio recordings. The okay. classic one is the one that's been originally used for the last decade um, in terms of the audio recordings which are now being replaced by the video recording, which I'm in the process of doing, um, which means that there is a model for the new people exposed to column three struggling with it and having a dialogue with me about it. And we're currently at that point right now where that's the content of the Tuesday night workshop and the we don't record Monday night, but um, people are welcome to come on to the Monday night call. Um, 
there's no, you know, you don't have to be in any particular workshop to do that. Come on the Monday night call to hear the dialogue about the struggle in getting clear with column three, especially because that's where we are right now. Great. Thank you. Thank you. And the comment was, uh, I led a sponsee through the fifth step Saturday using the sponsorship, the 12 step sponsorship book. And it was so helpful. So very helpful. Nice. I mean, it took about four hours mm -hmm. and it was exhausting for both of us, yep. but uh, it was different than I have done it before, you know, as a sponsor. And I'm, I just wanted to thank you for that uh, you're, suggestion. You're welcome. you're welcome. I'm curious, how was it different? It was different because, well, she had gone through the workshop with me, mm -hmm. um, just finishing you know, on Thursday night. And uh, she had done the column threes and column fours. Neither one of us in the past had done that. Oh. And I had gone through uh, step five with uh, a guide a couple of months ago. So it wasn't just the checklist that I have done in the past or the autobiography. And for her, it was the same. Yeah. And it was really deep discussion yeah. Yeah. and listening and revelations yeah. about, you know, like, oh my God, I didn't realize I did that, you know? And it was just through, uh, you know, the conversation, you know, what came out of it, yeah. which was so rich for her and for me. But, uh, you know, having your suggestion about setting aside, you know, a quiet place, quiet time, it's just so necessary. And uh, so thanks for your guidance. Well, and that's how we learn how to do it ourselves and also to communicate it to other people, just like what you just said. Yeah, thanks so much. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, my first time at this meeting and it, you know, I'm just sitting here like a sponge. Thank you so much. Good to see everybody and thank you, Herb. Um, and um, I've got two issues. The biggest issue I have is my own insecurity in becoming a sponsor and doing the next right thing. Yeah. I, um, it has, plagued me for years. I didn't start off doing this work. I'm recovered alcoholic, 20, 23 years of sobriety, went many years without doing the steps. And, um, and now this is um, on, uh, I'm in the workshop and on, we're on step four, column three. Um, and I I was asked by a, a woman um, who's one year sober, who um, says she doesn't need to do a four step right now. She does 10, 11 and 12. And I'm sitting there going, duh. And this keeps me up at night, you know, because what I want to do is cut and run. And, you know, I have knowledge but I don't have the confidence even to sit on Zoom and read with another girl in another country. I just don't, I'm just not there yet. And 
my sponsor says to me, Gigi, if you don't give it away, what the heck are we doing? <laughs> right. And I say to her, I guess I should swallow this frog and move on. But what I'm what what I need to know from this group and from you is I just, you know, because I want to quit and run, I don't know how to face this and do what I am intended to do, which is the glory of giving what I've gotten away. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a couple parts to what I'm thinking you're asking, and that is you want to be a sponsor or a step guide and maybe uh, a combination of both with this newcomer with a year and she doesn't want to do a fourth step because she's already deep involved with 10 11 and 12 which is a real advantage from her standpoint that she's in 10 11 and 12 but it's a real disadvantage to her that she has a prejudice about whether or not she should do step four but you could avoid any conversation about that by number one, asking her, what does she want from you? Did you ask her that question? Well, you know, she was up in Maine and she's now back in Boston. And she said, my sponsor says I need somebody here. <laughs> but, but to do what? What does she need? To to well, I mean, that's, that's the question. The question that I have left open is I said, why don't you write down what you are doing? Um, and, you know, I mean, that's where I left things. I said, I'm not saying yes, I'm not saying no, but, you know, um, to have a sponsor for the sake of a sponsor is not um, anything um, that has been defined yet. Well, what I'm hearing, though, is since she has made the geographical reference that she is looking for a local sponsor. Correct. And so it's not about her going through the steps. It's about right. having an accountability partner. Correct. Yeah, be that for her then. Yeah, you don't have to take her through the steps if that's not her agenda. But isn't that that the program that we you know i mean that's what i can give away well well wait 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 do you have a sponsor yes and uh, did your sponsor take you through the steps well you know not this sponsor but she knew but i i am in contact with her weekly after our meetings she sees everything I'm her as a sounding board for the steps, as well as for an overall general sort of uh, accountability and, and guide. More for the work. Okay. Because okay. I've been in your program for six months now. Yeah. Right. And I've only had her for about eight months or no less than that. Got it. Uh -huh. So well. she has taken the forms and we've gone through the program as it's outlined in the way of life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I feel very, it's very important for me to go to her with a very clear um, uh, agenda of what I want to talk about, whether it's a 10 step or whether it's something in the structure of the steps. Well, can I help you reverse the, your, your motivation? <laughs> yeah. 
Go for it. That's <laughs> why I'm here. What you said is, I want to, I want to come at her with an agenda, and I say, yeah, no. The only agenda is I want to help you, and the question is, how can I help you? And I think you know, that's what you want to ask her, and then meet her where she's at, and. Um, it might be, and you just said it. I think that's very creative of you, actually. And that, that is, so you're practicing 10, 11, and 12. Bravo, bravo. How about we begin our relationship by reviewing, reviewing step 10? And here's an assignment that helped me, because you've done a little bit of work on step 10 at the very beginning of the workshop, and you could brush up on any way you want in terms of the other resources, and then go through those two pages in the big book with her, as well as the several pages in the chapter in the 12 and 12 with her, and begin to establish your relationship that way by just having her review and giving you a kind of a sense as to what her real understanding is of 10 and then 11 and then 12. I, that would be a wonderful way to start the relationship. Well, let me just preface that by, I asked her that and she said, wait a minute. She ran out to her car and came back with a notebook. And she said, I want to read some of my inventory to you. And um, it was not in a form that I was aware of. I mean, I had nothing really to see, although it sounded like an inventory and um and she writes it in a notebook that she carries in her car because that was what she was told to do um so i i did go in that direction with her um so i can build on that um but I, on an aside on an aside mm -hmm. with her i know her family this girl has tried to get sober for 15 years She's not sober? No, she's sober now, but for 15 years, I've known her in the halls, um, not sober. Right. And um, so there, there's other layers to this and some, and some mental illness that is also mm -hmm. in play. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it chokes me and the problem is me. All right. What? What? But what? All right. But what? I understand. But what chokes you? What chokes me is is that there's layers that I'm aware of that I feel judgment's been involved on my part. Right. Okay. Because right. her father is is my peer, and um and it's too close for me to um stay in my lane well all right so those are potential opportunities for you or they are potential signals that you may not be the right person to help her i i, I don't know that and i i don't feel strongly about that at all it sounds like she's come to you and you probably can help her as long as you stay in your lane knowing that your job is to be a sounding board for her and a coach Drop the word sponsor, drop the word step guide. You're a coach right now for her. Meet her where she's at, find out what she wants. And there's only one question in your mind and, and lens through which you can look and that is, how can I help you? 
That's it. You're not her therapist. You're not her doctor. You're not her parent. <laughs> you're not her friend. Right. Keep that very clear. Yeah. Uh, and you might even say that to her. We've got a lot of personal connection, but this is going to be very impersonal. Yeah, but 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 all of the conversation we've just had is wonderful background, but it does complicate the picture if you can just keep it really simple. How can I help? Because you can't. Because you can't. For all the reasons we just talked about, which are potential yellow flags, those are also all the reasons that you probably can be very effective in helping her. This has been very helpful. Thank you, Herb. No, no. Keep us informed. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> you know, I want to be able to do this with grace and dignity and, and as a sober woman because yeah. it's too important, like my sponsor said, you know, what are we here for? Yeah. To give it away. I at the same time, it's nice to have grace and dignity, but we get there by being awkward. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway. All right. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. No, no, no. That's that's wonderful. That's that's exactly what this call is all about, is to try to help people help people. Yeah. Can I ask a question about anything or it seems to be people are talking about step four? Oh, no, no, no. Anything to do essentially with the steps and guiding people through the steps. But let's see where, okay. what kind of questions you have. Okay. Um, here's one question. I have uh, thoughts about it, but I'd, li I'd like to think of uh, get your thoughts on step nine. And it says except when to do so would injure them or others. And uh, I had a sponsee who was told by somebody else in program um, that there's certain things in her amends that she should not uh, share because it could be hurtful to her father. And um, my question for you, and I have some thoughts about it is, who decides whether it's harmful? Does the receiver say, I'm not comfortable with that, please, I, I don't wanna go there. Or does the person giving the amends try to filter it in advance to say, is this going to harm my dad if I remind him that I was using drugs and I showed him the needle marks in my arm, that kind of thing. What's your take on that, Herb? And the answer to both questions is yes. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Um, you listen to the other person and you respect if they say, no, that's not something I want to discuss. It's done. You're done. You're done. It, uh, but uh, at the same time, work with your sponsor in advance and in prayer to determine, well, what's going to be the implications of what I'm going to do. Once again, uh, the primary purpose, and it says it in the big book, is to uh, is not ourselves. It's not our feeling better. It's not our being uh, receiving forgiveness even, although those are the outcomes and byproducts. It's about our being useful. So what's going to be useful? What's going to be helpful? And get really clear. And, and you're talking about a very sacred mm, relationship. Fathers, mothers, siblings, uh, partners or ex-partners, those are or, or children. Those are incredibly sacred relationships that need to have a lot of time and prayer and experience um, in the preparation of doing it and, and be very conservative 
be very conservative, meaning mm, cautious. I don't know whether that helps or not. When you say conservative, do you mean to err on the side of doing the least harm? Like you can filter that comment a little differently by saying, I was out using drugs, as opposed to I showed you the needle marks in my arm. See, that's an absolutely wonderful example. Okay. That's If they want to know more, you could share more. But most people are really uncomfortable with the process and they just want it over with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, the, the details um, here may not be necessary. And, and again, no rules, but experience here uh, from the sponsor or the step guide or, or the good friend in a program. Experience is really helpful here. Okay, and, and one other quickie. Uh, when you get into the realm of defenses, which is permeates all of us in our recovery. That's right. Um, when that question was so powerful, what are you defending? Yeah. You know, you can go really deep with that. And I guess one of the questions I had to ask you is, when, you know, this whole new thing into emotional sobriety and taking a sponsee into that area, um, it just seems like when defenses come up, that's part of my inquiry is what are you defending? And, you know, uh, how do you work with that with someone? Um, how, how do you know how far to go with that? Um, wonderful sensitivity, that question. And that is, I'm not asking because I'm curious. This information isn't for me. I am asking them to ask themselves because this information is for them. And that's where I want to lead them, not to reveal to me. I mean, that might happen, but so that they can have a connection themselves to the consciousness of the revelation. So the question might be phrased this way, actually, not, not what are you defending? But it sounds like you might be defending something here. That's a question that you could take into your meditation and or talk to your sponsor about or take into your journal time uh, and write some things about. So what? get underneath that. It might be helpful to you. I try not to mm, give imperatives. Uh, it might be helpful to you to explore uh, the energy behind this resistance or some language like that yeah that's very helpful thank you no it's great no so again this is what the call is for and and other people can chime in with their experience too obviously because i have some but y'all have a i've learned from you guys thank you so much uh thank you very much i was going to bring up some sticky subject about working with atheists so how do you deal with an atheist? I would uh, use the techniques and principles and precepts of transformational hypnotism, which what deals with... No, wait, wait, wait. Okay. You're bringing in an outside kind of a dynamic. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm not one bit interested in that. I okay. am interested in what does it mean mechanically in dealing with helping an atheist? 
oh, you simply propose that this higher power, which is stated as an inner resource in Appendix 2, is in fact the unconscious mind, which is described. But you're 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 teaching them. You're teaching them something. You're trying to you're trying yeah. to help them uh, not be an atheist, which that I don't see that as I don't I can't imagine that being very productive. Well, no, what you're you're. What I would want to do is I would want them, I would want to ask them questions about their own sense of power, and if if there is anything that they have a sense is going to help them find power. Okay. Because all you're doing is you're substituting one theology for another theology. Well, this is true. It's a, just a suggestion, though, because my belief is that once you become willing to believe in something, that's well, something... as an atheist, you're, that's, a, that's an assumption that needs to be explored up front. I don't believe in anything as an atheist. I don't believe there's any power other than my power and my willpower. Help me. What am I going to do now? Oh, I'll agree. And then what? Oh, and state your willpower is something that you don't really have control over. Otherwise, you would have been able to have stopped doing whatever you wanted to stop doing. All right. All right. Okay. So then what? Well, Transformational hypnotism says that you have an unconscious mind and that well, there's a critical, you, know, about you explain it to him, it's, it's, it's a whole no, rap. No, I'm an atheist, Bob, and I'm sitting here talking to you. I don't give a shit about transformational hypnotism, so don't use that terminology. That's right. just another dictionary. That's just another theology. I'm not one, not one bit interested in you teaching me about theology or about, but to help me. What? To, so don't use the words. What are the underneath there? What are the ingredients that you see will be helpful? Hmm. Well, do, well, the you, question might be, do you believe in the unconscious? Okay, there you go. There's a good start. See, That's you're a asking a question. You're not telling them what to believe. Very good. Very good. Um, and, and, or Dr. Berger is fabulous. He uses the term the best in us manages the worst in us. Do you believe that there's a higher self or a good self in you that's available to you? So that's the way I would begin to help somebody kind of like get some vocabulary in this area. Very good. Very good. Yeah, this is this is why I brought this up here. Yeah, I really yeah. want to hear some input on this. Don't don't come at people with theories. Okay. Come at come attempt to help people mm, open their minds and their hearts to vocabulary that you're introducing to them that will help them sort of navigate their prejudice actually yeah oh and it is a definite prejudice and that's why i figure you better be agreeable because they're going to want to argue about but but i never argue yeah that's true you know I never no i never argue and I and I rarely disagree. My question would be, has has your current stance been helpful? Oh, good. Because Very good. If, they're, if they're talking to me, 
that's the final act of desperation. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. If you're talking to me, you got problems. Yeah, there's no question about that. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Um, so I would I would like to just take one second to throw myself to the wolves here in state. I put my phone number on here and I don't have a sponsor. And uh, this would be sponsor number three for me. I'm, I'm not sure why you're saying what you're just saying. Are you? Well, I figure I got a room full of guides here. Maybe uh, somebody uh, might be interested in contacting me. That's all I'm saying. Well, okay. all right. But I'm going to help you be clearer than you have just been. Are you looking for a sponsor? I am. There you go. So that's how you start out. I have my phone number up there because I'm looking for a sponsor. Be direct. You're right. I'm too wishy-washy. Well, you were you were very indirect, and uh, we had almost had to listen very carefully to assume why it was you were talking. Ah. Hmm. Perhaps a good public speaking course. No, 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 no. You don't. You don't need any more courses. You just. You've got some habits that are probably just going to be very challenged in the workshop and on these uh, calls. It's wonderful. Well, I hope to be up to speed with you guys in about a year or so. So we shall see. Yeah. All right. Thanks. I don't know what up to speed means. You're just fine the way you are because you're very diligent and you're very consistent and you're very eager to learn and experience. Thank you. And, and to contribute. So I appreciate that. Uh, two questions for you. Um, I'm taking a couple people um, through their fourth step. And if I have this straight, when we were doing uh, the fourth step and we started in the third and the fourth column, we went for a few weeks and we only did the third column. This is my recollection. Okay. And then, um, and, and, I'm guessing, and, and then a few weeks later, then we added the fourth column. That's and I, I'm Okay, so I'm guessing that the reason you did that is you wanted to make sure that people felt solid, were solid about the way they were doing that. So if these people have done, you know, they've each done already, you know, a few resentments. And I think one of them on column three, one of them is ready, you know, is ready, uh, has a good understanding of column three and is ready to do column four. So well, wait. is that the way to do I, it? Well, I, I have people finish column three before they go on to column four. Of all their resentments? On all they're going to do, yes. Wow. Well, okay. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Wow, because I, I have people shape their inventory step four so that they're only doing 20 or 40 maximum worksheets right right no i know yeah right i mean yeah one of them's got like I have a rule okay. about it sometimes people need to move ahead to have the column four experience which reinforces and or helps them go deeper in the column three but my personal experience is i went through column three, finished all my column threes, was introduced to the prayer for the removal of deep resentments during that time, 
And then once I was finished, finished with the column threes that I was going to do in that inventory, then I was introduced to column four. Hmm. Otherwise, okay. it's very confusing. And I found also that the column three awareness can mitigate the column, the column four awareness can mitigate the column three experience. Okay, and I guess, you know, I must just be, uh, maybe I'm being, um, I hate to use the word codependent. I mean, one, <laughs> one of them is in a ton of pain. There you go. Then you uh, want to get them in, in, have an experience with column four. Um, okay. I'm not sure how that would relieve their pain. I guess I, I, I guess that was in, an instinct on my part that I felt. It falls. Yeah, it it it. It's not your codependent. <laughs> okay, uh, that um, moving to calm four. Uh, while it certainly didn't completely, you know, eliminate the pain of column three to say the least. Um, it helped me make sense. All right. Not a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm kind of thinking that maybe it would, you know, be helpful for her. Um, try it. Try it. Okay. This is a practice. Experiment. Right. Really? Your instincts may be right on the money, and then again, you may be a misfire. But you're not going to hurt the person. You're gonna. You're only right. going to help them anyway, and then you'll get some experience with it. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll try it. I'll. I'll let you know. <laughs> Good. No, I, no, we need to It'd be wonderful yeah. back. Uh, yeah. The second question is: one of them. After doing, I would say they've done maybe eight or nine column threes. Yes. Um, is thinking that it might be has was crying and said it it's too hard. Yeah. Uh, I this might be the wrong time. Uh, I don't know if I should do this. Yeah. And I asked, um, okay how long have you been in the program and the answer is 18 years and i said well i said if herb was talking to you herb would say how free do you want to be so i just i mean have you ever, if somebody reacts that way should i be encouraging them to pursue it because i see the fear yes, i yes. see the qualified yes okay yeah all if right you asked the right question how long have you been in the pro yes i mean if she'd said 18 months i would have had the same response as yours if okay. she said 18 weeks i might have modified it some <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Like, okay yeah, we need to go through the pain. Yeah. 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 And I, I said, you know, I, I, I could have easily said, 
<laughs> this is not a good time for me. Um, is there ever a good time to that, have and that's, yeah, that's what I said. I don't know when that, you know, there is a good time to do this. It's, it's, it, you know, it's painful, but it's, I promise you, it's going to be rewarding in the end. So, okay. All right. Thanks very much, Herb. Yeah. And there you might give them a little bit of, of column four in order to find that they have an experience of getting on the other side of it. But it, it, you don't be rigid about how you okay. do it. try to fit it to what your sense is of your experience and what they need. Okay. All right. Well, I, I wanted to check that out with you. Okay. Thanks very much. And again, that's exactly why we're here. That's wonderful. Um, I'd like to ask um, another question or two about the harms. Somebody earlier started that. In step eight, where we ask the question, what, um, what harms were done? Um, I, I have some questions that I can help um, help my person, some questions to ask that can help get get down to that. And I I had one recently say that she, with from a previous sponsor, she had a worksheet for step eight. And uh, it had, you know, column one was the person's name and column two was, uh, what was the behavior, comma, the harm, question mark. And she had filled that out for many of, um, of the people on her list. But then I realized after I heard that is that the behavior is different from the harm. So I said, whoa, these are different. So um, I, I went ahead and I took the worksheet that she had and, and, and revised it slightly to make, it, to make that clear. But it still wasn't clear to, to her or to me, if I'm going to give this work this worksheet to somebody and say this this is really helpful, because it's still I, I want to be clear about what is the harm. So I added a column six, in on on this woman's worksheet, and I uh, and the question is what was the harm done? Um, what's the negative impact of my behavior? How did I damage? Her, him or her was love and or intimacy blocked did i cause a separation or a wall between us by my actions and i i'm using those questions because those help those questions helped me yeah, those are great questions yeah so what what i'm wanting to know from you is does anything else come to mind now I do realize with through this step guide that I pray before I answer the phone. I pray while they're talking the whole time. I'm yeah. I'm open and some of the things that come out of my mouth, I can't believe it, but I know that it's God. But these this is a worksheet that I may give to somebody. So I, I want to put in more thought and not just my thoughts. So I was just wondering if you had any any other ideas? No, other uh, be careful about worksheets, though, because it can it can create some rigidity. 
like, oh, this is a form I have to fill out. Right. Rather than having the questions in isolation. Uh, the questions you're asking are fabulous, uh, wonderful questions, especially the one that I think you're quoting me from, and that is the, uh, what is the negative impact on this person? Yeah. I think that's a, a very direct yeah. way of people kind of, oh, I, I hit them with a hammer. Oh, that's my behavior. Oh, they had a concussion and had to go to the hospital. Oh, that's the impact. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to do it because that's clear. Yes. You know, the hammer and the concussion. Yeah. Well, that just came to me. I don't think I've ever used that term before, but but I'm trying to. Yes. And that's our challenge is to get yeah. it clear as to the give and the receipt. And sometimes I'll say, put yourself behind their eyes, in their head, in their uh, shoes. And how did they receive this? Yeah. Yes. But be careful of, of worksheets and forms that it, uh, it introduces some potential rigidity. That's all. Yes. And I tend towards that anyway, because it's so comforting and secure to have a form for it. So um, thank you for that. Thank no. you for that, that warning. Wonderful. Wonderful. Good. And thank you so much. Okay. I have a couple of questions. Um, so a person mentioned that they're looking for a buddy and I said I would be a buddy. And I emailed the person, only she never emailed back. And thank you, Jeanette, for saying that you don't necessarily have to be the same uh, fellowship. But I wasn't sure if did I scare this person off because I said, I'm an Al-Anon, I'll be coming from an Al-Anon perspective. And I have no idea what this other person, what, whether they're in a fellowship or what their fellowship is. Yeah. Well, if they didn't respond, they are not interested in following up let it go i mean you could follow up once to say would you please confirm that you received my uh last email that's all or something like that um not in a uh, uh, a negative way but just to to make sure sometimes things go to spam and they don't get things okay so i don't have to explain that we don't have to be the same fellowship or anything like that it just just uh, Correct, because now you're it's uh, unless you felt there was some confusion, then you might explain it, but otherwise it sounds like a sales job. Okay. Yeah. Okay, my, okay, my other question was um and to help the person if they're not in your time zone or you know connecting by Zoom. I don't understand your question. Okay, so if the person want, wants um help and and so to connect by zoom but to have a free zoom is only like a, th a 30 40 minutes i mean you can't do hour and a half and stuff like that so that's okay just i don't understand your question okay so if the person is pretty needy and needs to talk to you for like an hour or longer and that's what you want to do well i don't want to pay for the extra zoom where you can get you can get a free zoom for so, so many minutes 30 minutes or so well then you set up the parameters for her absolutely 
that uh, I'm happy to talk with you. All right. And uh, let's take it one piece of uh, information or experience at a time. And I'm, I, I want to have set a limit up front of 30 minutes or whatever your, your limit is. And uh, then we'll, we'll reschedule and go on to the next time. No, you, you set up the rules for her as to what you're willing to do for with her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, great. And then my third question is on the fifth step, do you have to do it in person? Uh, no. Uh, sometimes that's just not possible given geographical locations. Um, and uh, so the way I approach it, it's preferred, it's a preference on my part for people to sit together. Uh, and it's also a preference on my part that they do their fifth step in one sitting. But all of that is subject to common sense and, and practicality. Some people can't sit because of either time or disability uh, for longer than an hour or two. And some people, because of the time zone or the geography, it's not a face-to-face uh, uh, -face is not available. So that you just, you set it up the best that you can. I do recommend that if it's going to be on Zoom or personally face-to-face, -face, that the delivery of the fourth step be as consistent and as consecutive and as close to each other as possible to get the full impact on it. But again, I, I know people that do a piece of four-step work once a week until they finish it in the fifth step. And it's kind of like, okay, that's what you're willing to do. That's what you can do. Then you're going to have that experience. So yeah, it's a great question though. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Thanks, I wanted to respond to the person she was going to step guide that, she, that didn't answer her email, that she would be coming from it from an Al-Anon perspective. But we wouldn't be coming from it from an Al-Anon's perspective. Like, like in the beginning, it's, um, it's about the work only, not what fellowship we belong to. Yep, I yep. I would love to have you as a step guide for me, um, Alanon, Falanon, whatever you were in, if you'd done the work and you'd find this methodology useful. And I personally would not say to someone, I'm coming to them from an AA perspective or an FA perspective. I, I the only perspective I'm coming from is the big book. And, and 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 the steps in the big Thank book uh, um that's all thanks Herb. no that's a lot that's a very good clarification and i've yeah a hundred percent yep all right thanks i i'm happy to receive calls as people need to just reach out and have someone to speak to and whatever step the person is on, I may be able, I'm happy to help. I'm not in a position now to commit every week with one person at a certain time. I'm just not right now. So, so you're not really in a position to be a step guide then. Oh, okay, fine. Then that answers that. Yeah, it needs to be a consistent uh, 
relationship, I believe, at this point. Otherwise, you're uh, as a member of a particular group or fellowship or 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 uh, workshop, uh, you can express an interest in being available for intermittent conversations. But this is really about a consistent relationship. When you mentioned the uh, prayer for removal of deep resentment, um, is that the one, God, please surgically remove? Well, right. that sounds like your prayer. And yes, it would be, tween, be the prayer that um, I believe is articulated on pages 66 and 67 in the big book and are, is the, the prototype prayer that I've developed that's between column three and column four in the Way of Life document. Um, which reminds me that in meetings for years and among people, as somebody coined it tribal knowledge, I don't know if that's your term, but I just heard that recently, that, you know, when you have a resentment, it's recommended that you pray for that person. And as if I, if my recollection is correct, when I took your workshop at St. Monica's Church years ago, I heard something different that I, I what resonated for me was that surgical removal of the deep resentment that right. that prayer yeah there's, I, two, there's two approaches the one that you're re re referring to in terms of the surgical removal is in the big book pages 66 and 67 as part of the suggested approach of the steps the other has come from one of the stories in the back of the big book that says if you have this resentment that you pray for them it's a healthy practice there's nothing wrong with it it's just not in the big book in the suggested uh process of the steps that's all right and i that prayer for praying for them for two weeks so they should have everything i want for myself and i am paraphrasing it yep. honestly it's never worked for me it's never helped me okay. at all and i always thought why couldn't it help me and then when i tried the other do the other prayer that i did that helped me it was still really hard i yeah. still took a long time for right. it to go away right and, and they still pop up but not in the same way right um and a girl, a woman, young lady just called me the other day and she's in in one of the food programs, which I'm in, and she's talking about the terrible resentment she has towards her sister, like, and she's going on and on. And I said, have you, how long have you been abstinent? And she said about a year. And I said, where are you in your step work? And she said, well, I'm on step eight or something. I said, so you did an inventory already? She said, yeah. And so I don't know her. I mean, I love anonymous calls. And I said, well, one thing that helps me and this I get I need a little guidance from you, too, on this, because I've done the following things. I've written a letter to that person I resent and not sent it. I've written letters to God, letting it all out, how much I mad, you know, resent that person and want them to die and everything else. And I've written a, a dear God letter back to me. And then then there's the you know column three and column four and and then there's 10 step so i i'm a little confused with somebody who i don't know how she works her program so i, I suggested to her that i that's what i've done and do and then she wrote me back she said i've written those letters but i'm wondering if you have any more guidance for me is to yeah, ask her about her acquaintance with pages 
66 and 67, and the actual surgical prayer that you talk about, I'll use your terminology, and see if she's familiar with it. And if not, then take her through it. Okay, great. Thank you. Because as you said, it's the only one I've ever found that's effective. It, and it's not about the prayer being effective. It's about it creates an attitude on my part of uh, a healthy approach to dealing with reality. Yeah. All right. Thanks very much. I I got a I I volunteered to be a step guide. I've done it for two years, and it's been just an incredible experience. Mm -hmm. But one of the ways that I do it is I go to the whatever meeting my people are in, so that I can hear what's going on and know it. And then I do a weekly we do a weekly call. But anyway, I, it just, and then I would go on the meeting afterwards because I found that the meeting the next day with people that were listeners was so valuable to really hear. And, and um, but I'm realizing that this time I've raised my hand to volunteer, but I can't do all that. <laughs> do what you can do. Yeah, but uh, uh, so I. I, I'm, I don't I'm, think it's necessary for you to be on either of the calls. If you want to be on one or the other, the uh, active and uh, or listener, that's great. If you want to be on both, that's great. If you want to be on none, I think it's just fine. Because you're not connecting to the workshop itself. You're connecting to the person and where they're at interpreting what the, the particular assignment is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't uh, over exhaust yourself or or over expect on yourself because that could prevent you then from being a step guy. And there's yeah. Yeah. Can, I was almost gonna say okay, let's take a year off. No. Well, I mean that's a choice too. Yeah. I don't recommend that. <laughs> okay. I'll try being. I I I'll. It's a practice. I'll try being a step guide without doing all the. That's what I personally would do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for such a robust meeting. We'll meet again in a month. And meanwhile, let's pray the prayer of St. Francis. Mm which is the prayer of transformation. Lord, make me a channel of your peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love, that where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness, that where there is discord, I may bring harmony, that where there is error, I may bring truth, that where there is doubt, I may bring faith, that where there is despair, I may bring hope, that where there are shadows, I may bring light, and where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved, for it is by self-forgetting that one finds, it is by forgiving that one is forgiven, it is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful week and month.